Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia, and you know my crazy, wacky, nutty goofball, John. <laughs> Lord Balor, that, Johnny Hotcakes. That was lame. Why are you compared? interrupting my intro? Why are you being so lame about my intro this time? It's mild. It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. Just deal with it. The fire breathing dragon. I was breathing fire last night. <laughs> I was breathing fire and drinking titty milk. Oh my, yeah, yeah. We had a lactator here. <laughs> he was doing all his little fire things. It was all over the place. <laughs> all over. All right. So tonight we have a special guest. We have the lovely Miss Obscene. I, I, we want to know how obscene can you be? <laughs> <laughs> but we're getting ready to talk to you about dollification and being a doll and what it means and what it encompasses, because a lot of people are always curious about this. Mm-hmm. So tell us, yeah. introduce yourself. Okay. Yeah. So I am obscene. I am a professional model, content video and content creator. That's what my background is in media. Uh, I've been part of this community, I would say seriously, for about 14 years now. And I've been involved in many online forums, FetLife, Informed Consent, other wonderful websites. Uh, I've just been into the community and attending events ever since I, I could start attending things, really. <laughs> um, I, I've kind of, I, you know, I've performed, um, I've, you know, participated, I've hosted things. Um, so, so so basically, to me, the communicator, uh, it's important for me to talk about dollification in a positive way uh, today. So hopefully you guys will maybe learn some stuff about how Please. I see it. We're always educate us. Yes. <laughs> Um, I, I think, to, to, be, to be honest, so my journey, I actually identified as, uh, for a very long time, as a submissive, actually. So in a lot of my relationships, that was the role that I was identifying in for a really long time, at least maybe seven to ten years. But I always, the, the dollification thing always intrigued me. I, I always remember being fascinated by dolls and I actually remember somebody kind of told me you know you remind me you know of of a doll with the way that you you know you move and the way you present yourself and I said oh that's you know that's that's kind of cool and I I never really thought about it any further than that actually and then I sort of joined FetLife which is a fantastic community and got to know a few other people that were doing dollification and met some people that do dollification. And I was just completely hooked, really, and kind of went from there onwards, really, with my partner. <laughs> now, a lot of times when we think about dollification, I know here in the United States, um, when you see it on TV and the plastic surgery shows and all that, that, everybody wants to look like Barbie or they want to look like this, like this super... Super doll-like, yeah. like Barbie yeah. style. So, are you look. trying to look like Barbie, or are you when, uh, when you look when you want to become a doll? What do you paint a picture for us? I, I think, I think for me, it's maybe not. I mean, I, I, I know a few friends that do dollification, and they kind of look at Barbie as kind of their role model. But there's lots of different types of dolls, so everybody's a, a different doll. So you have latex dolls who are specifically into 
wearing latex and that's fine I, I love latex I couldn't wear it 24 uh, 7 not, not for me Too hard. Uh, just because I've modeled yeah I, it, it's hard going actually I commend anybody who can wear latex 24 7 as a model myself uh, it, it's a bit that's a big big commitment and um, to me I think it's not about looking like Barbie but with my partner I think it's being the the, the prettiest version of myself so maybe not necessarily you know okay yes maybe eventually I'd want to get augmentated you know bigger boobs and things like that but I think a lot of it as well is not just not just the physical aspects of being a doll but the mental and the behavior as well because I'm quite a in my everyday life, I'm quite independent. I have to be quite driven. I have to be quite strong. I have to make decisions. I have to work with people, you know. And it's nice to be able to sort of switch your head off in a way. And I find it quite calming, actually, and quite zen, really. So I know for some people, it's more of a focus on the physical thing, you know, of, of you know, augmenting yourself, um, I, I'm quite fortunate, really, like, for the most part, we we like the way I look. <laughs> Any changes would be, you know, very small and very minimal. Uh, but, yeah, physically, everybody's got a different, um, you know, variation of what they find. Like, I, I like Barbies. I used to play with my Barbies and, and customise them <laughs> as a kid, you know, uh, and things like that. Um, so I think for me, it's more of a 50-50 thing, like, physically and mentally, if that makes sense. Hope that makes sense. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about the mental aspect and the behavioral aspect. Um, the mental, the, the mental aspect for me. So I, I actually do struggle with uh, general anxiety disorder, and that makes it. You know, I, I get a lot of stress and anxiety and things like that in my, you know, in my in my day to day life. And I found that mentally, the dollification has really made me a lot healthier, being able to regulate your emotions and to take them into your everyday life and, and translate that. So when I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, in a business meeting or anything like that, it just helps me to remain calm, you know, and, and unflustered in a way. So I think it gives you that mental strength. A lot of mental strength, actually, you know, in, in the everyday world to maybe be able to tackle things that you might find anxiety ridden or challenging. So. OK, so <clears throat> you say you do some modeling. Do you, do you incorporate the dollification into any of your modeling? Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely, yeah. So I, I, I started. Um, obviously, I was, I was more into photography and videography initially, and then obviously I was receiving messages of people that were seeing my profiles, and they were saying, you know, you look like, you know, you look like a doll. Would you do a dollification shoot? And this was before I even really started looking into dollification or you know that kind of thing, and. I, I incorporate it. it. It's part of my modeling. Like when I when I do a photo shoot, photographers will specifically, you know, respond to that, you know, to, to the movements, to the expressions. And I will spend that entire experience as a doll, really, for, for the entire shoot. Um, so, yeah, I do I do kind of that is kind of my signature, really, when it comes to the modeling. OK. You know, I haven't looked at all your pictures on fat. <laughs> but, you know, when I think of dollification, I think of seeing it actually on porn and how they just lay in stillness. 
I don't know if yeah. you've watched it like that. Yeah. I don't know if that's something yeah. you participate in. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah. People, people watch it. That's the thing, isn't it? People, obviously, when they see dollification porn and they think, is it really like that? Yeah. Now, with me and my partner, I am quite, I, I've got people say about, about like, sus, I, I'll do things like suspension work. You can see it on my profile, things like that. that are, for a lot of people are quite heavy and quite hard going. So a lot of what we do, I have quite a high pain threshold. I would say compared to your average person. So a lot of what I do is on there and it's real, but yeah, the, the dollification thing is, is a genuine, you know, you just lie there or, or stand there until however long, really. So you're not only a doll, you're now you're his fuck doll when you're playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great he calls me he refers to me as the uh, as his dream girl or his fantasy girl and i'm yeah. like yeah i'll take so that <laughs> he just gets to do whatever he wants <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but it's, it's I, th I think the thing is i i think we do i mean we do pre-agree on things so if we ever have a scene or even a photo set we will discuss that photo set or what we're doing and then do the sets itself because it's important for people to to know that <laughs> you know right very true when what's the lifestyle what what do you participate exactly in there um we participate in 24 7 oh, so wow. yeah so so we we actually we recently moved made the move to 24 7 actually fairly recently and it's wow. it's amazing. I've I've always wanted um I've always wanted a, a partner. My partner's been part of the community for about twenty over twenty years. Um, so we actually met on FetLife, and we kind of he was following my work, and I was following his work. And he always left me like extremely beautiful, detailed comments about what I was doing, and was really interested in my journey and my dollification process. Um, and I think for a long time, I wasn't really fully ready to go into it fully. I think I was still it. OK, I'm unsure. I, I, I need friends and, and community. And then we just blossomed from there, really. And the rest has sort of progressed. <laughs> wow. Wow. So 24-7 I mean, is quite the commitment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you take a deep breath. <laughs> is is like for for a, a very long time i've never 20 24 7 it's very important to be with the right person for 24 7 relationships so i think if i was younger i don't think i would have been ready for 24 7 um but we, we're a team that's what i always i say to people we, we are a team you know and we're always working we're always evolving we always want to create new things for the community and engage with our community and that's it it just progresses from there really <laughs> I was gonna say, and you said when you were younger you look like you're 18 years old well i'm 32 thank you <laughs> well you fooled me <laughs> That youth serum is working. Marvelous. Uh, wonderful. No, no, you no, look fabulous. Fabulous. Thank you very much. You did. Uh -huh. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> now, we've had friends that we've talked to before about objectification and being human furniture and things yeah. like that. How do you compare objectification to dollification? 
that's that's a that's a really interesting one because we we actually when we start before dollification we did a lot of objectification work and for the most part the community was very you know very encouraging very receptive they understood the dynamic uh, but I remember a lady actually she did message me and, and she kind of said you know I'm a feminist and I find this you know I find this offensive so you know to me and I think I actually messaged her back and I said, you know, thank you for messaging me, you know. Um, I just want you to know I'm a massive feminist myself as well. <laughs> and she she kind of said, because I think what happened was is when sometimes when you title or you, you know, you, you do a description, I, I think she was kind of like worried that I was being controlled in all ways, you know, that this was nothing to do with me. And I was like, no, this is to do with me as well. I want to participate and do these things. But I just thought it was very nice that she actually messaged me and, and reached out. And the, the dollification thing is, like I said, because we're still evolving and it's still new to us. Um, I see parallels in, 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 in both, but I think, to, to me, the objectification is a part of it. it. It's a part of it, but like it's it's not even. Some people see scenes or they see furniture, and I think they get a bit concerned <laughs> that I'm like that all the time. <laughs> Sometimes I might just be standing in a corner with a tray presenting drinks. Uh, so it, it's it's kind of explaining to people that it's different, and I'm I'm hoping the more that. Um, people kind of get to know me and get to know our lifestyle that they can see how creative and evolved that it can actually be and that there's you know there's similarities and there's differences so okay so I've seen how long ago did you first think about this what was your first inkling of thinking I think I want to be a doll (laughs) I I I think from probably about I think I was about 20 ish. So I'd been in, I'd been in DS relationships before I tried. Um, I obviously I knew, I knew that I was submissive towards men. I'm a bit more switchy towards women. Uh, that's, that's just how I, I am. That, that's the way I've always been. Um, I, I, I did dabble with other things. So I, for, for a while I had a partner and we tried the little thing. The, we, we did, we did that. And I liked uh, I liked the caretaker aspect of that. Um, I wasn't as into the maybe dressing up and, and going to events or things, but I liked that part of it. Um, so I was kind of like, well, actually, I like that, and I like this. I've always been into DS anyway. Um, why don't we just explore this further and further, really? And the, the dollification was basically you know, me kind of transport, transforming myself really <laughs> with my fantastic partner. And yeah, but I think from, like I said, from an early age, I was always playing, creating with my dolls and stuff like that. So I think it was maybe an evolve from that really. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I think about, you know, being a child and thinking about playing with dolls and being able to put them, like you said, you would you would design them and you would, do things with them and everything. And you put them just in that specific order. With me, it was like a control thing. I love the control of, you know, having everything just so. But for yeah, you. I, 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 love, I love it because like, like, 
my brain is always I've, I've always been really my, my brain's always been really active and sometimes I've got 20 ideas <laughs> in one <laughs> go and it, it's just a way to sort of calm down and sort of reset yourself really and sort of from everyday life have a bit of a, a time and space to be just purely yourself in, in this essence and you don't have to you know when saying to people you know you don't have to think or you don't have to move or you don't have to and it, it, it's just very therapeutic actually I, I, I just find it very cathartic I can see that completely I can see that it's almost like I would associate it with like a subspace for so many submissive people in general. Exactly. That's, that's, that's exactly what it is. When, when, when asked to explain, I get asked to explain what I'm, what I'm thinking. People will say, what are you thinking? And I say nothing. And they go, you you can't think of nothing. They go, no, no, you just, just, you just completely bliss out into subspace and nothing else, and time will pass, like four hours will pass, six hours will pass, and you don't feel anything, you don't feel uncomfortable, you don't feel hurt, you're just so focused and so happy in the moment and what you're doing, that's it. (laughs) I know someone once told me to meditate, and I'm like, you know, I can't meditate, but I can do a session, and it gets (laughs) me in that zone. this is like the meditation thing that I I got recommended actually as as a way with my anxiety because general anxiety disorder is very strange because if people say to you what are you anxious about and you go I I don't know but it's something and so when I meditate I find that very difficult to switch my head off because while I'm meditating I'm also thinking of lots of other things but when I'm in a session that is taken away from me all those extra external noises are taken away so you can truly actually meditate I find in that environment you know when it's just you and you know when it's just you and a wall and a tray and a a rug or something it takes all that away from you like meditation for me it's like a noise outside and I, I can't focus then but when I do a session like you said perfect just perfect I get that yeah I do the same thing you know I don't I don't go into subspace because I'm I'm always the dom, but even last night at the party, you get into this space with your partner and everything else disappears. You know there's people there, but they don't exist anymore. It's yeah. just you and your partner and what's happening, and both of you have this connection and it just frees everything else from you. It's it's an amazing experience. It really is. And that's and the both of you. That's the thing. Like my, like my partner says, like whenever we've done a set or anything like that, like he will literally. And I'm like, you're in, you're in subspace. Your your version is a dominant, aren't you? And we're both really chilled and really relaxed. And that's that's what it's all about to us, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I'm seeing what is the the best scene that you can think of in your mind that you've experienced? I would probably say the suspension work stuff so I I'd never done any suspension previously um and my, my partner was kind of like do you want to give this a try it's okay if you don't you know it's quite it's quite a big thing and I I kind of gave it a thought because to me when it comes to scenes I get messages off people and they say oh you're really brave how do you do that and I think it's because I've learned how to control my anxiety like my, my partner said this is you find you found a way 
to control what makes you nervous and do it. And I think when you do suspension work, it is really, really scary <laughs> to, to, to a level that is unknown because, you know, you don't know how long you're going to be up there for and, and things like that. Um, so I think that's probably one of the, the bravest ones I've done so far, I think. I think mm. it was like maybe 15 minutes suspended, which was amazing. That was also hooded with clamps on and I was in a lot in a lot of pain as well while I was doing it so yeah and then anchor points from a ceiling so I was about eight foot in the air <laughs> oh wow wow <laughs> <So fine. laughs> so what would you tell someone that was getting into dialification you know in this fetish what would you do to tell them to kind of put them in perspective with things I would say the first thing to do probably is find a find a community, find other people that are into dollification because it's it's a very strange one. Like I I I've known people that love dollification and people that absolutely despise you know despise it. People feel very strongly about it, and I can I can understand why. Um, like I would say is reach out to other dolls in the community that's what I did <laughs> you know I, I sent messages and said you know I love your work or I love your style and you know and, and from there onwards I discovered that they were just interesting quirky people that wanted to make friends you know and I I, I never dreamed where I live is a very it's a very small community so when I wanted to fully go into dollification, I, I sort of knew maybe in my community it it would have it wouldn't have gone it would have been frowned upon or people wouldn't have understood it. While here where I am now, it's a very diverse community. There are all sorts of events, there are all sorts of people, and I've met fellow other dolls here, you know, that that, that are into that, and, and we can go to events together, and we can spend time together, and we can learn, and we can go shopping, <laughs> you know, all of those That's great. That is so great. So one other question that I have, uh, I'm interested to know is, how do you view yourself as a doll? I mean, I see you were talking earlier and you're saying, you know, I don't portray to be a Barbie doll. That's not my goal. You know, yeah. I don't, you know, you don't need augmentation. I mean, you're, you're perfect. You're beautiful the oh, way you are. Thank you very much. Thank you. But how do you see yourself? This it, it, it's it's re it's it's really it's really interesting. I I sort of see myself in in a way as a, a vessel or a muse, so that any of my sirs' ideas or artistic visions, I am kind of in a way used as a vessel to display those things um, to to the community. And you know, like like we said about about bar by you know, uh, Barbie dolls. I mean, yes, uh, you know, to me, a little bit of augmentation would be nice. But to me, it's more of actually just being used to display, you know, all of these ideas um, that, that my sir has and to be able to show that show the community that dolls can be multifaceted. Like I always try and show different looks within my profile as well. I've got probably six different looks and different personas as well. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so the way you describe it, you you are an artist, you're a photographer, you're into all this artistic stuff, things. And the way you just described it, it was almost like you were a blank canvas for him to paint his, yeah, his that, that, creation that's, onto. 
that's exactly it. That that's exactly it. It's like obviously from from the artistic background, like that is that is what we do when we whenever we create anything or in our in, in my day to day, you know, in our twenty four seven lifestyle, I am essentially a blank canvas that is ready to be painted. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That's a great connection to have with somebody too. Now, really you said that sometimes people really get down on you for for your choices and your kink, and we yeah. talk about that a lot on this podcast. Is about acceptance and coming together as a community. Maybe it's not our kink, or something else isn't our kink, but we try not to shame anyone. We want to be open and let everybody have that free space to grow and to express themselves. So. What has been your experience? You know, you just moved over you're, yeah, you're in Europe. Always- so Europe's a little bit different than the U.S. What's your experience been with finding a community that's accepting of, of all kinds of different kings? Yeah, I mean, I find it because obviously for, for the most for the for the most part, I am a you know, I am a professional model and obviously when I go out you know day to day and I do notice that people you know stare at me or, or want to engage and things like that. and that's really lovely and really positive but I don't think that those I think that that I think those are the people who kind of see me I don't, I don't think they've got any idea about me actually being a doll the, the people who are aware of me being a doll for the most part are very uh, very supportive and I have a lovely community However, I think every every now and again, I will will get somebody who is is kind of I think they're bringing it's it's the feminism uh, aspect into it, um, which to me I've always kind of thought feminism is about doing whatever you want to do. You know, I'm a I'm a big believer in that as long as you're not hurting anybody, you know, and everything is consensual. Um, so, so I think in my day-to-day life, for the most part, it is positive. Maybe occasionally online, I might get a, you know a, a negative comment. Maybe somebody kind of making a thing about you know I, I must be an airhead. Uh, you know? Wow! wow. Um, which, which, which to me is obviously I, I can understand why if you see a girl and they're they're a doll, but to me. I am an incredibly smart individual, <laughs> so I, I'm not an airhead. <laughs> no. um, yeah, more, more, more power to to anybody if if that's something. I'm, I'm quite chirpy and quite whatever. Um, but yeah, for the for the most part, the community is is kind and you know accepting of differences. And there's lots of events that we go to where you know there will be a section for dolls, there will be a section for littles, you know, which I think is really wonderful and so encouraging. You know, that's great. Now, when you said you go out with your friends that are that are dolls, all I could see. Do you know what the Bratz dolls are? Yes. <laughs> So all I could see was you walking through the mall as a group of brat stalls walking through the mall with your big friends. <laughs> like, you know what? That would actually be incredibly accurate. Yes. Wow. <laughs> it would be very accurate. It, it, it's wonderful because I never, like like I said, where, where I lived, all I could really do was kind of look at, at, at these wonderful people on the internet and be like, how do I, you know, how, how do I meet people like this, this where I live? sort of thing and, and how how does that um you know how does that come about and it's just this um you know finding people that's why I say how important you know things like the internet really are for connecting us together you know 
for for helping us to meet each other and be able to go to events. But it, it is, I, I do like the brat doll description. I will use that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ever do it, I need pictures. <laughs> well we look forward to many more pictures as well so absolutely we look forward to seeing more of you and you. we we really do appreciate you coming to to see us and talk with us and it's it's been a, just a big honor for us thank you so much it's all right it's an absolute pleasure to speak to you both all right thank you again thank you john shall you do your closing now sure <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for joining us and listening to us again. And until next time, make all your doll-loving fantasies become realities.